Thump, 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 thump. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Whitsell Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Whitsell Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. So, listeners, welcome to another episode of Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. We're on to another Derbyshire special this episode. We've got Sam Connors with us in Cow Corner, so we'll hear from him a little bit later on. But I'm here once again with Mars. Yeah, hi, Rick. Um, yeah, Sam Connors. It is a good interview. It's well worth a listen to, so stay tuned for that. Neil's with us as well. Neil's been going to Nets, and I think they've been going well at Winsor. Yeah, they've been pretty well, I think. Uh, a bit dangerous last night. Clarky got clean bowled by Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and then the next ball went whistling back yeah. and smashed into, like, they've got, like, a climbing uh, wall at Pingles. Oh, have they, yeah. Yeah, on the back wall. Yeah, yeah different yeah. school. I don't yeah. know. Rope, I couldn't climb. <laughs> you used to play pirates. Do you net. remember playing pirates at school where you couldn't touch the ground? Is that is that still going? No, no, I, I didn't go to a special school. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, before we get on to Sam Connors, we, we just want to mention a couple of things. You may have seen on our Twitter feed that we're uh, featuring uh, specials on Super Overs. So if anybody doesn't know about this, we we do uh, every time we do an interview, we ask them to do a Super Over, and what that is. We ask them quick-fire questions, and it's your favourite ground, favourite batter, favourite bowler, your tipple, tea item of choice, and sporting hero, cricket, or otherwise. If any clubs out there want to send us their clips of 
their players, their mem- club members or anybody, just answering those questions. Ask the question yourself, get them on video, and send them through to stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com and we'll put them on our Twitter feed wherever we can. The other thing to mention is that we are speaking to a lot of clubs around the country now, starting to engage with a wider reach, getting out there on a national level, and that seems to be going well. And some clubs are going to be sending us their information as well for us to put across the airwaves. Um, anything else happening at Winslow now? No, what made me laugh was on Twitter that he put George's on, into George's um Scrimmy. George, yeah. George Scrimshaw's, what, yeah. what was it? What was it about just? It was a Supra. Yeah, super he put a George's um, thing on Twitter. We are live now. I know. <laughs> I've had a bit of a, 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 a stroke. Um, he put George on, and what what made me laugh? We replied about his favourite bats them, not bats man, not batter. Oh, yeah, bats them. That, they yeah. made me laugh, what Like I a thought. Sam Smith reference. Yeah, tickle that. that, tickle me that, didn't Yeah, that was a good one with George. We, we caught up with him at Chesterfield uh, during the uh, festival. He was very obliging, and he's, he's always good for a, a few questions, George, so thanks for that, Scrimmy. And, uh, We're not really how, live, though, are we, since we called well, it? Yeah, <laughs> as, as live, it'll be coming out through oh. people's ears, won't it? You know what I mean? So. Surely FM. Yeah, <laughs> coming, in, coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. Let's get straight into Sam Connors, I think. Great interview, really nice lad. Probably a future England player if he if he carries on as he is. Already broke into England Lions. So let's hear what he's got to say. Hello, son. How did the game go? It was OK, but I broke my bat. Can I get a new one? You've done what? Broke your bat? Oh, that's just great. I'm going to afford to get a new one now. I just haven't got that kind of money. Why don't you try village cricket? Village village who? Village cricket. They have a range of bats and they are a fraction of the price of other brands. Very good bats as well. Some from our club have got their bats. Very good quality and very good prices. And they don't just do bats. They do all the equipment you need, all for the same great price. Well, that sounds great. I'll have to have a look. Sounds just what I need. Thanks. The Village Cricket Company stock a wide range of cricket equipment for every age group, all without the usual high price tag. Visit them now on www.villagecricket.co and on checkout use promotion Stumps10 for a further 10% discount. The 10% discount only applies to the product purchase and not the shipping charge, which is a standard £5 per order. Villagecricket.co aim to dispatch all orders within 24 hours, so you should receive your order within two to three working days. For more information, visit www.villagecricket.co. This promotion expires 30th of September 2023. Visit villagecricket.co for all your cricketing needs. Villagecricket.co Welcome back into Cow Corner with me, Ian Livo, and Richard Marser. How are we doing, Mars? Yeah, I'm very good today, mate. Good to see you again, mate. So joining us today is a player who can most definitely be described as homegrown, a product of the Derbyshire Cricket Academy. He plays all formats and last season was rewarded with his England Lions debut. So welcome to the pod, Sam Connors. How are you doing, Sam? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Been excited to get on the pod. Been kind of waiting on oh, the sidelines for, to get the call up. So, uh, yeah, excited oh, to be on. Oh, no. He's not been on the sidelines, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's not on the sidelines too much next year, mate. That's all I can Yeah, say. tell us about it. So. Yeah. So I'll, just I'll tell... Go on, Rich. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, how's everything going? How's pre-season? Yeah, it's been going well. Um, got back from Dubai uh, late of November. Um, and then, unfortunately, I had a bit of an elbow niggle. Uh, had to go get a scan on that. Uh, found out I had a little bit of floating bone in there, which meant I had to get a, 
a little bit of a, an injection in there, uh, which meant I was out for about four weeks, which which ruled me out of going to Stranka with the England lines, which was a bit frustrating, mm. but mm. I've just recently been back bowling. So a week and a half ago, started again. So just building it back up again. But yeah, it's going well. Feeling fit and strong again, which is which is key to the start of the year. It's not going to impact too much then. No, back definitely to, not. Going back to Dubai, Sam, let's get it right on the table straight away. We know your sporting hero is. We know your favourite bowler is. How many days did you get to train alongside him? And did you actually do any training or were you just watching him? Um, he was there from the start, actually. So the full, so about two and a half weeks we actually got to train with with Jimmy. Um, it was funny. I, I didn't realise he was actually here because he'd been originally in Dubai before with his family. And on, on the first training day, he just popped up out of the blue and I was a bit like, oh, there, there's Jimmy <laughs> then. Um, and then... I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but like there was a, obviously there was a schedule for the training and how it was going to go for the for the day ahead. And Jimmy wasn't actually on the board to have a bowl. Um, but then I was like the like the last person to go have a bowl out like, in the middle, and I was a bit late. Um, I'd just been in the gym, and I, as I was walking over, I saw Jimmy just warming up. And uh, like one of the the best things that happened to was that we, we were bowling together, like in the middle, just warming up, and it was a bit surreal, really. Like. You, you grow up watching these type of players and like your heroes and things, and you're just there out there having a bowl with them. It was a bit like wow, it was a bit of a, like a wow moment for me. So we'll get to back into the uh, the main body of it, mate. Uh, just give us a bit of background about yourself. Where did it all start? How did you get involved in cricket? Who got you involved in cricket? Really, your earliest memories. Uh, so for me, my earliest memories would be being in the nets with my brother and my dad. Um, or when I was younger, probably about six or seven, we'd go down to our local nets, which was at the time at Amber Cricket Club, uh, a team in Nottingham. So I used to go down there most Saturdays if if my brother and dad weren't playing, then we'd go to the nets. But it was more more often than not that my dad and my brother would be playing for a, a senior team on the Saturday, and I'd be on the sidelines watching them to go about their business. Um, luckily, I think I, I think I made my adults debut with my dad, which is quite a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my first early memories was watching my watching my dad and brother play for the senior teams and and us three always going for a net kind of thing. Um, I started my career probably uh, when I was like six or seven, like I say, and my first actual club was Sorley. Sorley Long Eaton Cricket Club okay. is where I started. And I used to go for uh, holiday camps down there and start play quick cricket down there and things like that. Have have like a few days every every holiday camp down there. Um, and then I moved away from Storley to play some senior cricket, and I moved back into the well, I moved to the Notts Leagues with Attenborough, where I played fourth team and third team there until I was, I think, about 14 or 15, maybe a bit younger. Um, and then Derbyshire said to me that I need to come back and play in the Derby League. So my brother had already moved to Otbrook, so the obvious thing for me was to move back to, to Otbrook with him um, and start playing some senior cricket there. Um, went straight into the second 11 there. Um, and, and like ebbed and flowed between the seconds and first until I was probably about 17 and then made the step to the first team was a regular when I was about 17 or 18 and then from there I just kind of progressed um, to the academy and then onto the onto yeah. the first team Are your brother and dad still playing? Uh, my brother is, yeah he's still playing for Ombrook yeah. and Boris in the first team um, unfortunately my dad's been made retired by my mum <laughs> basically because there was a game, I think I was watching him, I think I must have been young, and he took off for a single and he heard a, like a, a loud bang kind of thing, or like a snap kind of thing. 
and he thought it was his uh, batting strap that had just came loose, but his straps were still all fine and everything. And next thing you know, I see him walking off. He hadn't been got out. He just he had to walk off because he couldn't take the pain anymore. Seriously. He went for a scan. He went for a scan later that day and found out he'd actually ruptured his Achilles. Oh. So that, yeah. So that that was the end of his uh, cricketing career right there. But yeah, I always enjoyed going to watch my dad play. It was it was mm. a bit of a laugh, and I think. Before I was born, he was probably half decent, but then as he got a bit older, he said the eye started to go, and yeah, he yeah. wasn't as good then. Yeah. He did well to walk off, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> he said he felt sick when he was walking off, and I don't know how, but he, he somehow drove the car home uh, with me in it. I was a bit scared at the time, because <laughs> the amount of pain he was in, I was looking at him as he was driving, saying, oh, God, what's going to happen here? But <laughs> then my mum took him to the hospital, and next about three or four hours later, he came back on crutches with a massive cast on his leg. But he's recovered. Yeah, yeah he's all good now. He actually, I think about a, maybe like a year ago now, he started playing walking football and <laughs> uh, he actually got tackled. Not, I don't think they're meant to tackle him walking football, but someone went, <laughs> no. through, someone, went through, someone went through the back of him and he ended up doing his other Achilles, ended up rupturing oh. that one, and then he had to recover for that one as well. So he's all good now. He, he, he's, he's strong and fit, and he's, he's all good now. So, so any hobble he had from one Achilles has been sorted out by the other one. Yeah, literally, literally like that, yeah. So he's got a bit of a hobble on him still, just with both Achilles. So, yeah, but he's all right. He can walk about. He likes his walking, so he's all right. Well, without without revealing any confidentialities, both myself and Richard are old enough to contribute to walking football and cricket these days. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what? In, if enough said, Yeah, <laughs> if people are going through the back of them, Rich, I ain't doing it. Uh, I'm, not going, I'm not going anywhere near that, mate. Yeah, my, looking... my, dad's packed, my dad's packed it in as well, to be honest. He said, yeah. oh, well, if, they, if they're going to start being reckless with it, he, he's not bothering with it. it. It sounds like old Sunday League players just determined to sort of re- relive their youths. Literally, the, some of the stories he comes home with. I think there was one. There was one day he came home and he said, "There's been a there's been a fight down there." So I was like, "How old are these guys?" Like, I was a bit like blown away by. It. I was like, "You what? Yeah. There's been a fight down at Walking Football." Apparently, yeah, there was a big tournament or something, and apparently there was some cheating or something happening after the game. Though they, they were fighting in the car park. So it, you what you admit you were in your teens when Derbyshire grabbed you for the academy and said, "Come on, we're going to get serious here now. Get back to Ockbrook." Um, and would you still class Ockbrook as your home club? Uh, yeah, definitely. Ockbrook is definitely my home club. Um, mm-hmm. I was with Derbyshire since under nines, and then yeah, I'd say about when I was fifteen or sixteen that yeah they pulled me back over. They want, wanted to check my pro- progress and how I'm going. So the easiest thing was to move to the Derby League so they can keep track on that. Um, and like you say, yeah, just take a bit more seriously kind of thing. So do we need to look forward to maybe next season on a weekend? Because there's not many bloody weekends you're playing this week, this year, is there? You, you no, turn no. up for Ockbrook against, it could be Borrington at Ticknell, it could be Scrimmy at Dunstall, could be a good crack that week, one of those weekends. No, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I always love going back and playing for Ockbrook because I've played with them when I was 17, 18. It's always... It's always a good laugh and they all take it seriously, which is a good thing as well, I feel, mm. for, for a club size. If if all the players are, are really taking it seriously, then the club are definitely going to progress. And, but Ockbrook, all, the standard's very good as well and yeah. the boys the boys all love it. And for me to go back there, it's always a good laugh to go. In all seriousness, so you know, David Griffin has already pointed out how few Saturdays you're going to be playing going forward. And I think you know Mickey will use that to get one or two of you guys games at the weekend, won't he? Um, he did it last year, and I think he'll do it even more this year without a shadow. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing as a, as a bowler, you want to make sure that your overs are staying up and that you're staying fit. So just turn out for Rockbrook, even if it's just like five or six overs you get to bowl, it means you're still playing with your mates again and, and you're really enjoying it. Okay, that, that's an interesting question because there's, there's a big debate out there, isn't there, with bowlers, is whether you need to rest them and then bring them back or actually just keep them turning over. You're the type who likes to keep turning over then. Yeah, definitely. I find that if, if I'm not bowling, then sometimes I can lose my rhythm almost. So if I just keep going, but making sure that I'm not overdoing it, almost that I'm I'm staying staying within, not spiking as we as we call it, um, yeah. that I'm staying with my rhythm and and just making sure that I'm ticking over. Yeah, um, I'm definitely someone that just likes likes to keep going. I was reading an article in the cricketer actually, Sam, um, saying that were you a swing bowler or a fast bowler? What what do you class yourself as? God, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't really know at the minute. Um, I think I know, I've, just got, I've one... just got a text from George Scrimshaw saying Pancho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not as quick as screaming, that is for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this year is going to be the one where I actually find out what I, what I really am, mm. I think. Um, okay. I think there's going to be a bit of a role change for me, going from probably open the ball into maybe first change bowler. Um, okay. Which allows me to bowl probably... A, a bit more, a bit quicker. I'd like to say. I think that's a key one thing that's going to be uh, something that's going to be different for me this year. Is I'm going to be trying to bowl a bit quicker, um, but I'm always, I'm always going to try and swing the ball. And that's something that I, I like to do, and that keeps me. That's why. That's what excites me about the game, being able to swing the ball both ways. So for me, yeah, this year is going to be a big one to see if I have, if I can keep my body fit and bowl a bit quicker, or if I, I'll be a swing bowler. So I like to do both, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure at the minute either. And do you think that'll suit you bowling first change more this year if if they get the balls right compared to what we had at the start of last year in particular? Well, it was the balls and the wickets last year that didn't really help me out, especially at Derby last year. Um, but they were the type of wickets which, like Mickey likes to say, um, he's going to prepare you for test cricket. Yeah. Um, if you're on them yeah. sort of pitches yeah. and you're having to put the ball in the right area six out of six, otherwise you get punished, it's only going to stand you in good stead going forward. Um Saying that, I wouldn't mind a bit more grass than next year, um, just to do a little bit more. Uh, but going back to the first change, yeah, I think bowling first change is probably something that will, will probably suit me a little bit more. It means I can be a bit more aggress- aggressive with how I'm bowling and look to take wickets as well. Um, mm-hmm. Can play around with the fields a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to get going. Well, obviously, our overseas uh, bowler is back this year, um, having decided to get injured very early on last year. So uh, he'll be t- he'll be leading the way. I, th- I take it he'll effectively take that front role that you didn't, and you can drop back from there. Is that it? Yeah, probably. Um, I, I still feel like I'll I want I'll be the almost I want to be the leader of the attack, and I feel like I I can be the leader of the attack. It's not because Strang is not good enough because he's let me tell you he's, <laughs> yeah. a, proper, he's, a, he's a he's a proper he's a proper bowler. He's a it's just that. The communication element of it, he speaks a li- little bit of English, so sometimes communicating things is always a bit difficult. But I mm-hmm. found last year, the games that I played with Sura, we, we had a really good uh, relationship and we got on really well. With the little English he spoke, we, we were able to communicate quite well. Um, and yeah, I feel like he, he will lead the attack well again next year. Um, and yeah, and that takes a bit of pressure off me as well. So, so with him and Ajmal, they're, they're a good combination to to learn from. Good, uh, good mentors. Yeah, definitely. Um, just watching how Sarang went about his business uh, last year um, was something mm. that 
is going to stand me in good stead going forward. Um, just the way he was able to control the run rate in the in the four day games, it was it was quite um, it was unbelievable how we did it because we were playing on some flat pitches, the balls weren't doing a lot, and he was still able to go at one and a half, two runs and over. And so for me to watch how he did that was was exciting going forward for me especially. Mm. Definitely. What about Mickey Arthur? I mean, what, what's his influence? I mean, I mean I'm assuming it's, it's huge, but specifically, what's his influence been on you in particular? Yeah, for me, it's been unbelievable to have Mickey. He's uh, someone that keeps it really simple for me. The first things he said to me when he came in last year was just hit top of off in four-day cricket. That's all you have to do. Um, bowl pretty much one ball a game, which is waist swing and in swing, and just choose which which is your strength and just bowl that consistently and, and let the wicket on the ball almost do the work. If you're hitting top of off, then it's more or less going to be a good delivery and they're not going to be able to score runs quickly from it. So, And that's what Stranger did so well as well last year. Um, he was able to just hit top of off consistently and and that's why he was going up one and a half, two runs and over. Um, but I started from the bowling and the things that Mickey does for the team in terms of bringing energy, the passion he has, it's second to nine. As a young player, that's what you love. You want a coach that's going to be wanting mm. to coach, to actually coach and be around the lads and motivate you every day to get better. Definitely. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there with that one ball where I'm thinking of the conversations we've had in the last year with Harvey Hussain uh, and Paul Borrington. You're both ex-Derbyshire players. And the difference between that county level versus Premier League level, you know, you're expected to hit that top of off five out of six. You know, Even at Premier League level, three out of six, maybe four if you're really, really lucky. Um, and then you get down to our level, and it's you know we're, we're happy to see one out of six, aren't we? Uh, but but it, well, that is, it's, a, yeah. it's a good measure of the difference, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think one yeah. of the things that we've noticed, Sam, as well. I think with, with being at the county ground and being there watching games and some training session is the way that Mickey's man management is second to none as well. What have you experienced that on one to one level? Yeah. It's been brilliant for me. Um, I think if you ask Mickey himself, the first couple of weeks or even months that he tried talking to me, I was probably a bit quiet because I'm quite an introvert person. So I think (laughs) he realised when the right times were to talk to me and that's what makes a good Mm. coach, I feel, is knowing the right times to come up to someone and talk to them. But also at the same time, know that he's always there to talk to as well. Um, And he's been really good with me with that. yeah, I think for me, for the first couple of weeks, months, it was hard for me to open up to him. Um, but when the season started, we started to find a really good relationship about my bowling and how I went about, about my business. And now going into this year, we've got an even stronger relationship and I feel like I can talk to him about anything. And I think vice versa, to be honest, as well. No, that's great. I mean, let's go back a few years, Sam. And it, you, know, you, you broke into the second 11 at Derbyshire and then it wasn't long, really before you got that first England call-up, wasn't it, for the under-19s? Um, it was quite a, quite a way in advance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a strange one, really, because I was playing a second-11 game. I was in the academy. I was playing a second-11 game, and I was in London. Uh, we are playing against the MCC YCs, and I was I think I was sat in maybe as the car park. I'd just gone to get a meal <laughs> deal from, from a dinner um, after one of the days of play. 
And Mal, our academy coach, who was currently doing the batting stuff for the 19s, rung me up and we said, look, look, mate, we've had a few injuries here in this warm-up game against South Africa. We, I've said to John Lewis, who was the actual head coach of the 19s, mm-hmm. this like a like, decent bowler, like come down, have, have a bowl at the South Africa lads and, and see how you go. So packed up my stuff um, at the hotel, got on the road the next morning, got down to Loughborough University and strapped him on and strapped my bowling boots on and went out and, and bowled, uh, bowled quite nicely. I think it helped that I hit one of the lads in the head, which which made yeah. the, the, the coaches think, all right, this I can... It was doing the 19 stuff, so it was a, it's a while ago now. Um, but then after the day's play, Mal came up to me and was like, I think, I think you've got a chance here of being in the squad here. I was like, I don't know how this has happened because I thought I was just doing it to have a little bit of a ball. I thought the squad was already selected. Um, but then John Lewis came up to me and just had his hand out. I shook it and he said, you're in the squad, you're in the squad mate. Um, he said, get yourself home, get a bag pack for a month and get yourself down to Durham for the next day. So, um, yeah. But the first thing I was thinking was I need to get my Mackie's shifts covered because I was going to <laughs> work the, the next day. So I was a bit like, oh, God, I need to get this done. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, did you get so, covered? Yeah, I think I did. And yeah, I think the thing might have let me off to go play for my for my nation. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'm all right with it. Um, but yeah, it all happened so quickly that it kind of helped me, I think, um, because I'm quite a nervous character as well if I'm making my debut and things like that. Mm. So for it to all just happen just in one night almost was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. So got myself down to Durham and then, yeah, went on went on with them and I was with them for a month, which was uh, an unbelievable experience for me. Brilliant. Did the family come and see, see you make your debut? And yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think they came and watched me in my debut. So I didn't play in the first uh, test. So I was running drinks for that. So they thought, I'm not going to bother watching Sam in a bib run, run up and down the <laughs> up and down the pitch. But then uh, we went back to Chester Street. And uh, yeah, that's where I, I made my debut. I got told the morning of that I was going to play. So I was straight onto the phone saying, telling my mum and dad, get down here and watch me play. Um, and I, I remember that I didn't do that well in the first innings. I got whacked, I think about four or five overs and got whacked and I was going about five runs and over. Um, and that was about it. Luckily we bowled them out quite cheaply and then we battled again in the second innings and they, we had, no, the, no, so the second innings we were chasing. So I must have, yeah, so in their second innings, uh, I bowled quite well. So I bowled eight overs. Not that, not that I'm, I can remember. Eight overs, two maidens, two for 21, I think it was. Or something <laughs> like that. You can't remember not, that. Not, to, uh, not, not too precise, but yeah, that, that made me feel a lot better about myself. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big badger, so I can remember quite a few, yeah. quite a few things yeah. about, about my career. Um, but yeah, I think I was only meant to be there for two or three weeks. Was, the test stuff was first and it went on to the ODIs, but then... I think they may have had some injuries in the ODI side. And then John Lewis told me I was going to be there for another two weeks with the ODI stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a great it was a great month away. So much learning I did there. And, um, yeah, it was just a great experience. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super over. We've got Sam Connors with us today, and there's a little warm-up to uh, start you off, Sam. We usually do a quick uh, quick super over. So it's six quick-fire answers, and uh, just we'll, we'll go straight into it with, what's your favourite ground? Uh, the Encore I'm going to go for. Wait, well, you can't say anything else, really, can you? Favourite batter. batter. Uh, Steve Smith I'm going to go for at the minute. Ooh. We will come back to that. Favourite bowler, mate? I think I know the answer to this. Yeah, you've got to be Jimmy. got to be Jimmy. Of course, yeah. What, what, what's your favourite tip or what do you like to drink? Uh, what do I like to drink? I'll go for a Peroni. Okay. Uh, and your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Uh, a jam scone, but without the cream, just a jam scone. No cream. I thought you were going to say without a jam then, to be honest with you. But... <laughs> Sporting hero, uh, cricket or otherwise? I'll go Jimmy again. Okay, mate, that's great. Thanks for that. Super over. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. It's interesting, some of the names you've thrown out there, Malloy, John Lewis, Ash, you know, Ash Malchazad and obviously Mickey. You've been extremely lucky, even at your, you know, relatively still early in your career when you compare yourself to, to Jimmy. You know, Jimmy Anderson's 16, 17 years older than you. You've had some incredible coaches around you already, haven't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and I've been quite lucky with it all. Mm. I think it all started as, as well when I was at Oakbrook and I had Kevin Dean that was showing me the yeah, way just in the club stuff. Yeah. So yeah. for him to watch him go about his business, and I like to call him my cricketing dad, um, okay. to watch him go about his business. Um, set me up really nicely for when I went into the academy and when I went away with the 19s. But, yeah, going back to the coaches, I've had some unbelievable coaches. I think even Andy Brown at Otbrook as well helped me massively with my batting and things like that, that go under the radar massively. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have them sort of coaches around me for a good period of time um, really does help your career and, and helps you develop as a player. Definitely. You actually hear a lot of people talk about Kevin in, in- very good terms. So it's obviously uh, set you on a, a good road. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I think it's just the way he talks about cricket, mate, he makes it seem so easy and so easy to talk to about it that it doesn't, he doesn't put you under any pressure. Even during the games, he makes it seem so easy. And he, let, he, he decides, he knows your field before even you know it almost. He knows that much <laughs> about the game and that much about bowling that he sets you off it and you just bowl. Next, you know, hits one straight to the man that he put there. Yeah. And I remember one game, I was I was bowling, I was running down the hill at Otbrook, and I think I'd probably bowled three or four away swingers. And Deanie walked just like casually, as he used to do, he's casually walked over mid off and go, just bowl an in swinger now. So I bowl an in swinger and it just cleans him up. And like just things like that, it sticks with mm-hmm. you and it makes you realize like, how much he actually knew about the game and how much of a good bowler he really was. And I, I'm so grateful that I was able to have him as a mentor at Upbrook. 
He, without a shadow, he's one of the names that come has come up regularly on the pod. Yeah, definitely. Year. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. phenomenal to hear such good things there. And you know, who needs to go to Mr. Anderson when you've got Kev Dini? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, I, I still talk to Dini. Even now, I message him relentlessly over WhatsApp when I'm during the game in pre-season. Just things that I just tinker with and just tapping into his knowledge really helps me out as well during the season as well. Okay, so you talk about things you're going to tinker with, and I've been desperate to ask this question. Tell me about the skip in your run-up. Did that come back from... Is that like going back to the opera days? Uh, yeah, I reckon it is. Um, I used mm. to struggle to get my feet sorted coming down the hill at Opera because obviously it's a bit of a steep hill. So that little skip almost, skip almost like sorted my feet out to get me going during my run up. That's kind of stuck with me ever since I was 18, 19. And, and now people are starting to click onto it. I'm a bit like, well, I've, I've always done it, but <laughs> yeah, people are now just starting to notice it. Yeah. So for me, it just gets my feet going a little bit and gets me into my run up. It fascinates me as a coach myself. And going back to the very first coaching course I did, I remember one of now Richard's colleagues at Staffordshire Cricket, Stu Baker, said to me, "As long as they're not hurting themselves when they're doing it, they don't. They're not injuring them. Just let them get on with it." And I think when I watch you bowl, that's exactly how I feel all the time. It, it's part of your rhythm, isn't it? Without a shadow. Yeah, definitely. And I think coaches sometimes can get too involved with the players' action or run up, and that sometimes can create injuries. And if if a player's done their action for since they were young and they haven't had any issues, then why change it, I think? Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no reason to change it. Granted, if they have had injuries like I did, I had three back injuries, which meant I had to change something. And luckily now I've got my action sorted and hopefully, think touch wood, I'm back injury free. Um, so, yeah, like I say, if, if someone's had no injuries growing up, then why change it? Their body's obviously accustomed to it, so sure. they're, obviously, they're obviously fine to keep going with it. So, Sammy, you know, last year was a, a fabulous year for you and obviously it culminated in your call-up to, to the Lions. But you know, what was it last year that just clicked for you overall? Um, at the start of the year, when Mickey came in, he literally just told me to hit top of off. Um, there was nothing more to it, really. I think I got lucky with a few wickets, a few strangles down the leg side. And you can, I think you kind of have them years where if you stay in the park for the whole year, then you've always got a good chance of, of taking a fair few wickets. And, and that's been the key thing for me, is just being able to stay on the park. Mm. Previous years, I've, I've had a few niggles. Previous year, I was out for two months, which meant I, I missed the majority of the, the white ball stuff. Um, but yeah, if you can stay on the park and, and have a good run at it and just keep nabbing away and keep taking wickets, then you're always going to be in a good place. And I think for me, like I said earlier, with, in terms of rhythm, I was able to just keep playing, which meant I, never, I was never out of rhythm almost. Obviously, every bowler goes through patches where nothing, they're not, it doesn't go quite right for you. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just about staying in the park and just keep going with it. Do you think part of that is down to something that you're quite unique for now? You play all formats. There aren't many out there mm. who play all formats. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange one for me uh, last year. I'd played, I think, six or seven T20s and that was in COVID year. And Mickey, Mickey spoke to me about where he wanted me to be with my white ball stuff last year. And I originally thought the way he spoke to me was that it was, he said to me, it was going to be a development year. So I didn't actually think I was going to play any of the first team stuff. Okay. So I thought I was just going to play in the two stuff and learn my skills there and, and get better, get a bit more confident with the white ball stuff. And 
we had a practice game versus Knotts um, at the Encora uh, in a twos game, and I, I, I did okay. I thought I, I did all right. We're bowling against some some good players, and I kind of held my own. And then the next day we had a training session, um, and Mickey just came up to me and said, "Just do the same thing tomorrow night. You're going to be playing." And I was a bit like. All right, I'm, I'm into the serious stuff now because it's a lot different playing in front of the crowds at Derby because COVID year, we didn't have anyone in. It was kind of just, there wasn't, the intensity wasn't really there almost. Um, but then when you play in front of a big crowd at Derby and at all the other places, there's a lot more pressure on you. And, and it was quite, it was a bit surreal for me to be able to play in mm. front of the crowds because um, I, I wasn't expecting any of it. I thought yeah. I was just going to be, like I said, development year, but. I was so I was grateful for it. I was I was excited and yeah, I kind of like you say, I kind of played all three formats and kind of I felt like I held my own in all in all three formats as well, which which was nice nice to do. Do you see yourself continuing all the formats and ultimately where do you think you'll end up? Oh definitely uh definitely gonna try and play all three formats with the amount of money that's fine about them, isn't it? <laughs> um, that's always nice, isn't it? Um yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm definitely going to try and play all three formats. I'm going to keep pushing, keep working hard on my white ball skills. But I think the most enjoyment I get is playing the four-day stuff, um, being able to swing the ball, coming up with plans for batsmen, all the technical side of things as well. It, it, it excites me. Don't get me wrong, I love, I love playing the white ball stuff, but um, I think I'll end up playing majority of the four-day stuff. And then when I can, I'll, I'll chip away at the white ball stuff as well. So how do you feel about some of the players you see literally at your age going off and becoming franchise players more or less. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It, it blows me away. Um, I think some players, I think all of the players deserve to be where they are from hard work and, mm. and like they, they almost choose the path that they want to go down. I think there's only yeah. a fair few players at my age that can do it across all three formats. I think probably, Sam Curran and probably Harry Brook at the top of my head can actually do it across yeah. all three formats and have proven that they can do it across all three formats. And so players, you've seen players now at such a young age, for example, Will Smead, he's decided just to wrap off a red ball completely yeah. and go down a white ball path, um, which is fair enough with the amount of money that's in and he feels like his strengths are white ball cricket and he's grown up just wanting to whack the ball. Yeah. Fair enough, go go and play your white ball stuff. Um mm. I suppose and that's that's the way the game's going almost is towards the white ball stuff. Mm. Um, so going back to your question, like it, it's a, it blows it blows me away that some players at my age are getting picked up for the amount of money Harry yeah. brought one point six million or whatever, whatever it was. It's life changing money just off the back of one yeah. tournament, and it kind of it sets you up for life. And it kind of put yeah, granted you're going to have the pressures of that tournament, but you don't you fundamentally don't have the pressures of it's just going to be my career for a yeah. long time because you know that yeah. you're going to almost get picked up again um, just off the back of that tournament, whether you do, if you do well or not, but you've, you've got that sum of money on the top of your head. So you, you're going to be sorted. You're going to have mm. no pressure going back to your county and things like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it blows me away the amount of money that people my age are getting. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, your, your skipper seems to be doing all right in South Africa. So I oh, know. Yeah. He's been doing really well. Uh, really have, you, have, you, have you heard anything from him or anything? Or? Uh, I tried to keep in contact with him. Uh, we we're trying to plan some uh, team bonding activities, if you if you call it, for when all the players are back. Um, yeah. So I've been in contact with him, seeing what he thinks. Now he's the captain, you've got to always pass it by him. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been in contact, I've been talking to him a little bit, and I'm 
so chuffed to how well he's doing out there. He deserves everything he's getting. Are you the um, chief social organiser then, or is that, is that somebody else's responsibility? Yeah, so so originally I got put into it to be the under-24s rep when okay. I was 21. <laughs> I, was, I was given the, the under-24s rep. And then 2022, Critch, Matthew Critchie was the main person that would sort everything. He he left, and there was kind of just a gap there, if you call it, and someone had to stick their hand up, and, and that person was me. So I stuck my hand up right. and thought, I'll give this, I'll give this a go, try and get a few social events going, and and uh, yeah, we, I, me, and to be fair, my girlfriend helped out a lot at the end of season. Do we, we had a good, a good little event that that we that took place. So that was good fun and. And now I've definitely taken the reins, and now just trying to trying to sort out little events now and again, just to keep the boys keep the boys happy during the winter times and keep them entertained almost. Well, you're you're in good company there because I I was listening to the, the Liverpool. Stop shaking your head, boss. Um, and I, I was listening to the Liverpool podcast, and they've got a leadership team like you've got at Derbyshire. And it, here's the irony: Trent Alexander Arnold, very similar age to you. He's on that leadership team doing the same role as you at Liverpool. And it, it's, it mm. is, you know, putting your hand up and just saying, I'm going to do it. Well, yeah. we're looking for a social sure. secretary at Winsor. So if you, if you fancy popping across uh, every now and again. Hang on, Rich. By the sounds of things, we don't want Sam. He's just admitted it was his girlfriend. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. it was. I was busy. I was busy during the season. So she was just messaging me. Is this all right? Is this all right? I was like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's fine. Just, just get it booked up. Um, Perfect. Just shows you that county cricket ain't that much different to club cricket. Yeah, it's, it's not much different at all, is it? Right. Hey, just just looking back a little bit, uh, Sam, because it's something I picked up this afternoon, actually, pure coincidence. One of your old colleagues has got a new uh, contract down at Kent, hasn't he? Uh, Mr. Hamadala Kadri. Um, and yeah. you're, you're in the academy together. So it's nice to see that age group coming through still, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, There's there was me, Hamadala Kadri, James Taylor, who's at Surrey now. Yeah. Um, it was a strong academy when I when I was in it, and it all stood us in good stead moving forward. Um, I think Hamadullah came over when he was 12, 13, but you already knew he was going to be an unbelievable talent. Yeah. Um, at 12 years old, he was spinning the ball a miles both ways. We were, we'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> and he, it's great to see that he's progressed so much since leaving Derby. Um, I think he found it a bit tough moving away from home to start with. I think he mm-hmm. moved away probably when he was 19. Which is obviously a big move to do when you are such a young Absolutely. age. Mm-hmm. Um, but he obviously had a great relationship with Min Patel there, uh, swim ball and coach that's there. So obviously it was a it was an obvious move for him to go to Kent. And I think last year was a real breakthrough year for him in the in their fifty over comp, who which helped him, which helped them win that fifty over comp. So it's been great to see players like Hammy and JT doing so well at the other clubs. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Hey, we're coming towards the end of the pod. We've got a couple of questions that we finish off with everyone. But you know, I think we would be remiss of me not to go back to where we talked about at the beginning. And It's that time of year when everyone's getting back in the indoor nets for all of the clubs. Um, and it, have you got some tips for some young cricketers who are listening to the pod, getting ready for the season? And I, I've got to say, you, you must have picked one or two of yourself from uh, Jimmy when you were in Dubai as well. Yeah, for young bowlers. Um, I think for me, when I was younger, I just used to love going down to the nets and trying things out. I think whether that was swinging the ball, bowling spin, trying to whack it, playing scoops. It's all about just being... Be, being excited to go to training and want to try different things out. Mm. And this is the perfect time to, to try them things out because you're not in a game. There's nothing on it. So why not go go down to the nets, try and bowl a massive hoop and in-swing and clean the batsman up? If it doesn't work out, then fair enough. Um, but for me, yeah, any tips would be just just try and get yourself fit as well. That's another big thing for any young fast bowler. Yeah. Um, it's just make sure that you're fit and that you you're ready to go. I think for me, I was lucky I played football in the winter, which kept me in good shape um, going into the season. And if you can play another sport, I always find if you can play another sport during the winter, then it keeps it keeps you it keeps you going, it keeps you fit. Mm. Um, I always find something, a racket sport, always good for hand-eye coordination. Um, swimming was also a good one for me, which kept me fit. Um, but uh, another tip for a fast bowler would be making sure that you go and through the crease, like putting all your energy towards the batsman, you're not falling away going into the side net. If you can just go straight through, if you just go straight yeah. through and into the target, then you're more or less going to be hitting the top of off. Yeah, um, oh. more often than that as well. Yeah. What, what about batting saying? tips? Have we got any batting tips? I know we're batting tips. Um, I've got I've got a bit of a bet going on here with Ian, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But give us a few batting tips, and I'll ask you this next question. Batting tips. Uh, your head head moves first and your feet follow. That's that's one that okay. I've been trying to do at the minute. Um, I knew I was getting something wrong, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's, batting tips is it's funny one because me being a bowler, I just try. If I hit the well, that's probably been doing me a bit of hard justice. But if you can just get your feet going towards the the ball, and if you can get your head going towards the ball, then you're more or less going to hit the ball, and if you can keep yourself in a good, strong base when you're hitting the ball. You're going to create a lot more power as well. Go on, Mars. Back to your bat. Yeah, the, the question, going back to your batting, mate. Um, we, we were having a bit of a debate earlier about which you think your best ever innings is with your bat. So do you want to fill us in and we'll, we'll see, see who's the winner? What? Right, OK. Which what? Best innings in context. Do I have the best score? I'm leading the question here. That's out of order, Mark. You, you, you both have an innings of mine that you want me to say. Well, it's a 39 highest yeah. score, obviously. However, yeah, but well, no, that's definitely that's definitely not my best. Innings. My best innings would be my five not out of 55 yes. balls yes. versus yeah. not. That's that, with Lewis. Yeah, that was unbelievable. That was the. I don't know how I'll face that many balls without getting out either. Yeah, and then I've won the bet. 
to be able to have front row seats to the Duppies innings as well was unbelievable. He was yeah. whacking it everywhere. I was just a bit like, how am I going to do this? And Duppies now decided that he's not good enough left hand. He's whacking it right handed now. I say twenty stuff now. It's just a bit. I like, see me, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, all I can say is that there, there will be one listener to this pod who will absolutely back you on that. His name's Duncan Wright, who had the privilege yeah. of a very similar innings for our club a few years ago, watching his colleague <laughs> score 100 plus, as Dunk yeah. scored absolutely nunk, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got zero in a partnership of 99, and he had one of his best innings ever. Exactly. Well, funny that, because I once played in a. I was, I was young here. I think it was under-13s. Um, I was playing with my brother, so I must have been under-10s. And uh, we were batting in pairs at the time. We had, uh, so we, I think it was like three overs, or we had our four overs. And I think I, I faced one ball out of the 24, <laughs> and it was a dot ball, but we still got a 50 partnership. And that was all because of my brother. And I was just at the other end, just not doing anything. I think he was doing it on purpose as so well. I think that... Last ball of every over, he would just nudge one, get himself back on strike, and I'd just be stood at the other end not doing a lot. Brilliant, brilliant. We've all got them at every club, haven't we, without a shadow. Hey, listen, it's been fabulous chatting, Sam, but we've got to get to our final question that we ask everyone, and it's it's the one that always causes controversy when we get to talk to you lot. Um, you know, we're going to invite you to put a, a Derbyshire six-a-side team together for our six-a-side competition this season. One year I will make this happen, and it will be really good fun. Um, you you have no choice because we're going to say it's got to be from the current squad. Your six aside team, Sam. Who's going to be your two batters, mate? Two batters. What format is it? Six, six aside. aside. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that six overs? Yeah. Six overs. So it's got to be a hard hitting player. So I'm going to go Wayne Madsen, just because he's a three sixty player and and he's the goat. That's absolutely. And I could either go for the skipper in the ace deploy, would be a or, I could go for, <laughs> or I could go for another homegrown player in Tom Wood. And I think I'm going to go for Tom Wood. Okay, hard hitting opening batsman, hits it miles. How far has been hit him in the net today in this white ball session was unbelievable. Brilliant. So I'm going to go for a, a homegrown player in Tom Wood and Wayne Madsen as my uh, as my two batsmen. Two bowlers. Two bowlers. You can pick yourself. No, I can't do that. I'm going to be manager. I'll manage the team. <laughs> oh, in that case, then who do you want to manage? Yeah, who do I want to manage? Your best. I, I don't want person you best put in, otherwise you'll be moaning at you. Moaning at me? Yeah, it's bad. Take your pick, actually. Scrimmy or Watty. Oh, that's true, yeah. They're, them <laughs> two, actually. Great clouds, actually. George Grimshaw and Mark Watt, both... Bowers of guys and screwy balls, rockets and what he balls spin. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw them two straight in there. Um, so yeah, what Ian Scrim as my as my team is. I've just stopped you losing your head, haven't I? There. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was I was that bit like oh, I can't let anyone down here. So okay, all rounder. Uh, all rounder. Uh, I'm gonna go for Matty McKeenan. His leggies and he's a hard hitting batsman as well. So. We're going to play on dust bowls, I reckon. So, what Ian uh, Mackie and Mads and Woody look, we're all spin attacking. Yeah. This was Jimmy that can bump them out. So, yeah, we're going to create definitely. some. I'm going to be having words with the groundsman. I'm going to make sure he's going to be spinning wickets and we're going to be we're going to be looking good. And that's why you're not bowling, you see. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm manager. One, the obvious one who's your wicketkeeper. Oh, you're going to have to be guessing, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Um, but he's had a brilliant season last year, didn't he? Oh, unbelievable season. For a, a keeper to keep for a day and then go back for a day as well, it's unbelievable yeah, what he did right, last yeah. year. Yeah. The, how good his fitness was last year was unbelievable. And mm. it was just, it was great to see. I was, I was so, yeah, so pleased for him, to be honest with you, to, you know, to come back to the club and perform like that. For sure. He puts in so much hard work. He's the first one in the nets every morning, 8am. Um, I think Chris Hyten gets a bit annoyed with him last year because he was making sure every morning he was there, whether he was batting during the day or not, he was there at 8am and you can't fault him for putting that work in and it proves hard work does just come through yeah. as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Hey, it's been absolutely fabulous talking Sam and uh, yeah, I just want to ask for one final message from yourself to uh, your members because when this pod goes out we'll have a little bit of a competition on the go to uh, win, win a membership at Derbyshire as well. Um, you know, what would you say to members for this year? What are the targets? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the members. First game of the year, we'll be at home versus uh, Worcester, I think it is. So that's one mm-hmm. thing I'm looking forward to. Um, for me, I hopefully play in all three formats. I'm putting exciting nights on at the Encora. Friday nights and delights, Saturday nights and delights are great. Are great nights to be there and, and be able to watch. Um, the Chesterfield festivals are that always is. fun. The four day yeah. of there is hopefully we get good weather and a good pitch, uh, which makes it a great a great week. Um, also, saying that the the white ball games that we have at Chesterfield are also somehow always end up being nail biters. Yeah, I think that's just because it's at Chesterfield. It somehow just always happens. Last year, Duffy in seventeen off the last over, just in the yeah. in the pouring down rain as well, just yeah. made it an unbelievable day. Um, so yeah, they're the main things that the members should be looking forward to and yeah hopefully we can get a few more to come down and watch absolutely be incredible some great nights last year under the lights as you say in particular down at Derby um, and me and Rich will back you on Chesterfield and yeah uh, definitely yeah this year we can't wait to see you coming in to run it Mr Shan Masood because uh, he, he should be turned up against us shouldn't he well the funny thing was uh, if we were watching the Warwickshire versus who was playing Yorkshire I think it was last game of the year Oh, no, Warwickshire versus Hampshire. That's what it was. And Liam Norwell was charging in. They needed one. Was to win. We, were <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah. We, were, we were all saying, <laughs> if he gets this wicket, Sean Masood's going to play. Exactly. Yeah. And I was and watching that as, live on the telly, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. as soon as uh, Norwell got that last wicket, we were all up and about cheering. Charlie's <laughs> coming back. Charlie's coming back. And then Mickey goes to me, Sammy, Sammy, that's one wicket for you next year then. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Brilliant. Love it, love it. Hey, that's a brilliant place to end. And it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you, Sam. Uh, look forward to seeing you down the Encora very soon ourselves, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully we'll pop along to train at some point and uh, catch up with one or two of you guys. So thanks for your time, mate. Thank you for having me. It's been real fun. Cheers, Sam. All the best, mate. Thank you, guys. So that was Sam Connors. Great interview. That I uh, thought it was a really good interview. Um, I especially like the bits about the getting called up to England lines, though. I thought that he was did, good. yeah. And how and quick it sort of yeah, happens. And and to think that a young lad like that, local grown cricketer, is playing with his era, training and bowling with his era, yeah. Jimmy Anderson. Fantastic. I mean, how, you pinch yourself, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah, absolutely. I just can't yourself. believe how sort of how quick it is. It's almost like overnight, right? You go in, off yeah. you go. Well, it was. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Bag, get get gone. It's... I like the bit about his dad snapping his Achilles. Although I didn't like it, but it made me wince. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I mean. Can you imagine how that must have felt? And then to I do it again. exactly oh, imagine God. how that felt, yes. You've done it, haven't you? I've done it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Many years That ago. did make me wince when he was telling me live about that. So 
we've got something to mention. We, I don't know if you've seen on our Twitter feed again. We've uh, we're running a competition in conjunction with Derbyshire, and it's to win a full adult membership for the 2023 season. It's worth about 240 quid. If you follow us on Twitter, uh, the links are all on there. So what do you have to do to enter then? So you go on Twitter. There's a link. It will take you through to a, a form. I think it's a Google form. And all you do is name, address, telephone number, email address, and we'll draw the winners really close to the start of the season in time for you to get your membership. And that membership takes you to every home game, any parts of the ground, in the pavilion. Very, very worth worthwhile winning. Great yeah, competition. Top, top prize, yeah. Yeah, Great it is a top prize. Final thing to mention from <clears throat> our side, is you may have seen that we're also supporting uh, Horn Church Cricket Club, uh, T20 European League uh, winners last week. And they progressed to the finals. Week commencing the 20th of March. And if you want to keep up with their progress like we're doing, just follow them on Twitter at HCC Official and uh, follow all the news and the scores. I think they have some videos on there of their performances as well. So we're flying the flag for, for club cricket in the European League. Super. Where's where's it? Horn, Essex. Horn Twitch. Horn Church. Oh, Horn Church. Yes, in Essex. So uh, how did we hear about them? Then? Well, we just we just they just followed us and and <clears throat> vice versa. And I think I think Livo is in the process of doing some interviews with him. So maybe in the next uh, couple of weeks you'll see something on Twitter with the, some of the the players and captains from Horn Church. Hopefully, uh, yeah, coming on and uh, giving us an interview again. As we always say, if you've got any questions, if you've got any feedback, if you've got any. Um, funny stories if you anything at all then also contact us as well and don't forget your super overs get them in get them super overs in yeah uh, another fantastic episode chaps ciao brethren can um, I go for a piddle you don't have to ask <laughs> please sir <laughs> so that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps Umps and Beer Pumps thank you to our special guest today if you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stump. 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 Stump.